How great is our God. Our God is worthy to be praised. Come on, let's praise God up in here. For he truly is a good God. And he has blessed each and every one of us. We thank God for our praise team. Thank God for our media personnel, um, the sentinels around the sanctuary, and just all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't know how you feel about it because you're early today, um, but it is good to be here. All right, I see some of you didn't wake up just yet. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance right quick. Um, but it is, it, is, it is really good to be here. It's good to be in the presence of God amongst God's people. It's good to be here even in times of uncertainty. Uh, you know, we, we're in some strange times, uh, but we're not in it by ourselves. Our message for the morning is coming from the sixth chapter of Ephesians, and I want to invite you to, to journey um, through God's Word, the message that God would have for us from that particular pericope. Uh, the sixth chapter of Ephesians, beginning at the 10th verse. For there uh, we receive instructions from the Apostle Paul, who happens at this point to be chained to Roman guards, and he's still writing to encourage the saints at Ephesus, and he has a special message for the elders. Same message, I believe, that resonates to us today. And he's challenging them from the Word of God. Maintain the strength to stand. Hope you found your way there. Go ahead and join me in this the sixth chapter as we read God's word together in the beginning of the 10th verse. He says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, and you, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened, on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Join back with me in that 10th verse where the Apostle Paul gives an inc a concluding statement to his encouragement 
to all of the believers. If you are a studier of the epistle to the saints of Ephesus, you're, you're mindful that in it we have the code of conduct that, that Paul brings us through as, as God's expectations for believers, how believers are to respond in work environments, how believers are to respond in their home environments, how believers are to respond in the church environment. And now he says, now, if you hadn't got anything, zero in because there's something I need to alert you on. He says, you need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I got one person awake here. Because <laughs> truly, brothers and sisters, we have to understand there's a sense of urgency here in the text. We have to understand that, that God is calling us, the church, to stand strong even in uncertain times. I, I, I love I love living in America. I, I, I do believe this is the greatest country to live in. Uh, I do. I do. I particularly have a preference for southern states uh, because of the, uh, the climate here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I prefer the climate to be warm. I, 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 I also like the state of Texas. I was born in Texas. I, I'm a Texan. And one of the things that, that we have, and, and, and don't, 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 don't judge me, but I appreciate the rights and privileges we have as American citizens and how we exercise those rights as Texans. Uh, one, one that comes to mind is that, that Second Amendment right, you know, uh, uh, the, the right to... I thought I had some Texans, Texans in here. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the right to, to, to bear arms. That, that privilege that's given to responsible citizens, that we have a right to have personal protection. And since I'm an avid hunter, I, 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 yeah, I, li I, like, I like that right. Uh, we, we're extending that right because of the, you know, as a contingency for the what-ifs in our society. We, we, we have that right. In fact, uh, the CHL, the, the Concealed Handgun License, um, is greater in, in this zip code <laughs> than, than, than most all the other zip codes in, in the city of Houston. Um, so I understand that, that you enjoy That right. A trainer told me once, he said, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And, 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 I, and, I, and I, I understood that. I understood that because we, we live in some, some, some interesting times. And so we prepare ourselves for the what ifs, the, the what ifs, the contingencies uh, that, that come in life when you, the unexpected and you do not know what's going to happen. But here's the question. What do you do to prepare to fight an enemy you cannot see? What, what kind of preparation do you, do you make to fight against a demonic force that is stronger than you? What do you do when you are wrestling not with flesh and blood, 
but with principalities. What do you do? How can you stand strong under Satan's attack? Well, let me press this claim for a moment. Because Satan attacks. Demons are, are real. And there is no place where a demon won't be willing to go to impact the lives of believers. You do believe in spiritual wickedness. So what do you do? Because the truth is that, that those who are called by God, who give their lives to Jesus Christ, that we are possessed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. That, that God's presence is within us. Uh, uh, so then demonic forces cannot possess us but they can suppress us. They can oppress us. They can prevent us from progress if we are not careful in how we engage the enemy. Those who are not uh, said yes to Jesus Christ, who have a life with Christ, well, well now, uh, they are still in position to be possessed by demonic forces. And this is, this is what we're in. Joey, how do you prepare? How, 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 do we, how do we stand strong under satanic attack? Hmm. Paul writes the answer for us, beginning at that 10th verse. Because we can stand firm against the schemes of the devil by staying strong in God. Maybe I need to say that a different way. Uh, maybe I need to put this in a, a tweetable form. Uh, he, he says, we are able to stand not when we stand against the evil one, but when we stand with the most powerful one. I'm trying to help you understand something. Yes, uh, demonic forces are strong and they're powerful and they're stronger than us. But go ahead, let me go ahead and put this, uh, cut across the field and just tell you, tell you this way. But God is stronger. God is all powerful. There's nothing God cannot do. God speaks and the world comes into existence. God is able to do exceedingly. I'm in Bible country here. Abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think. And when you trust God, you can triumph over any enemy. I, I just really, really have, have, have one point, one, 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 one point. I, when I was in seminary, John, they, they said that, that no matter how many points you have in a sermon, make sure you have at least one point. <laughs> make, make sure you, you have, Alice, a point. And, and, and here's the point, if you're, if you're, you're taking notes, here, here's, here's the point of the message to have strength to stand, develop a healthy dependency on God. In order for us to survive, in order for us to thrive, in order for us to overcome any attack of the enemy, the demonic forces fighting in the unseen, in order for us to be able to stand up and stand against and bear what God has for us to bear, we must have a dependency upon God. Uh, uh, not, not just, we, we, we have to be willing to 
release self-reliance and fully give ourselves in surrender to God. That's what Paul says. You don't notice. He says, be strong in the Lord. Not, not, not be strong against the opponents. Be strong in the Lord. And the deeper we grow in our relationship with the Lord, we then are covered by his might, by his strength. And come on here, let's be real for a moment here. You, have you ever tried to fight evil forces on your own? Oh, let me, let me help you. Um, you ever said that you're not going to do something again? And then you find out you're doing the same thing that you said you weren't going to do. Uh, oh, oh that, that's, that's not you. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. You ever, you ever had some folk you call friends, and every time you hung with them, you drifted in the wrong place? And you said, Whatever, whatsoever happens again, I'm not hanging with him. And then the next weekend comes around. No, you, you don't tell the truth here. Your challenge is lying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we try on our own strength to, to come against a force that we cannot come against. And as a result of it, we suffer as believers. We suffer as people because we cannot do it on our own. We need to have a dependency upon God. How do you do that? You, you develop a relationship through Jesus Christ. You surrender your life to him, and you get to know God. You, you get to understand the faithfulness of God. You live in life with God, always aware, always dependent upon him. And when you're dependent upon God, when you have a healthy dependency upon God, you, you see the reality of your predicament. You see it. You, you see that, that you need help. You see that you can't make it on your own. You, you, you see that you have those Peter moments. You remember Peter when, when he was uh, walking on the water and then he took his eyes off Christ. He began to sink and all of a sudden he said he didn't have one of them long professional prayers. He didn't have one of those, uh, Lord, I'm knee bent by God. No, no. He said, Lord, save me. You, you remember that? Here it is. Have you ever been there where you were in a situation and you just had to say, Lord, I need your help. Lord, help me. And God came through for you. This is living a life of, of dependency on God, healthy dependency. So you see the predicament. The predicament is we need God's help if we are going to survive and thrive and proceed in despite the enemy's attack. We, we need God's help. Um, and if we're going to have God's help, we got to start dressing in God's equipment. We gotta, we gotta start dressing up in God's equipment. That, that's really what the apostle says here, as, as he's looking at those guards who, who are, are guarding him in his imprisonment. He's looking at them in the natural, and God speaks to him in the supernatural. And God says to him, Look, you, you see this guard in the armament? This is what my children need to understand if they're going to successfully strive and overcome in this life, that they can win spiritual attacks when they have the right spiritual armor. When, when you dress up, 
in the, the right armor, when you put on, he says, the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, that you put on the whole armor, not, not fragmented, uh, not, not just uh, the, the armor that, that we feel most comfortable in. No, that we give ourselves wholly to putting on what God says we ought to have on. You ever had somebody pick out clothes for you? Uh, no, think back. Think, think, think. Some of you guys are like, yeah, this morning. <laughs> and yes, you just, you just put it on. I, I, I recall when my, my, my favorite daughter, don't judge me, she's my favorite daughter. I, I, I recall uh, my favorite daughter was Hank, Dr. Hank. She was two years old. Two years old, and, and at two years old, she was a diva. Yeah, she was a two-year-old diva. And, and I, I, I recall it um, when, when my mom came to her, Paul and, and mom had laid out her clothes for her to put on. Uh, Ryan, you won't believe it. Your old diva turns and looks at the outfit that was chosen. And she said, I'm going to wear something today, but I'm not going to wear that. <laughs> then turned over in the bed and put a pillow over her head. Mom then rushed through the house to get my attention, and she said, she said this is the only time she becomes my child. Uh, my mom rushed to the house, get my attention, said, said, you need to go talk to your child. I said, which one? She said, that, that girl. And so I got my, my, my fatherly swag on, went into her room, and I said, I said, hey, princess, uh, I really like this outfit. I said, Daddy sure would love to see you in this outfit. She says, you would, Daddy? I said, yeah, baby, you're going to look. Oh, you need to put this on today. She didn't come downstairs all frolicking, got the outfit on. Oh, I look pretty today because my daddy said so. Mike, my wife looked at me strangely like, like I did something wrong. But here I'm trying to help you understand something, that if we're going to survive the attacks, that we have to have a healthy dependency upon God, that we start by dressing up in what God provides. We dress up in God's equipment. Get this now, that we dress up. The text says that you put on the whole armor of God. You did hear me say a healthy dependency. Because the truth is, some of us can operate in an unhealthy kind of dependency upon God. Let me teach you for a moment. When there's expectation without responsibility. Don't miss this. That we, when we expect God to do for us, we expect God uh, to, to provide for us, we expect God to protect us and to be with us, but we are not obedient to what God says we are supposed to do, then we have a misguided dependency on God. When you depend on God, you do what God says do, when God says to do it, how God says to do it, because God said to do it. Is this mic on for a moment here? Let me tell you, if you really want to survive, follow God's leading, and you will succeed. Boy, if I was an old school church, I'd just say dress for success. Put, put on what God has for you to put on, and there's nothing you won't be able to do. 
Ah, you, you see the predicament. You, you start to dress up in God's equipment, but I'm not done yet. Uh, you, you dress up in God's equipment, the text says, by doing so, uh, we're able to stand against that which comes to us. He says, verse 13, not only do we, we put it on, but verse 13 says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, you're able to stand. That word stand, it speak conveys that we are able to stand up against, resist, be able to proceed forward even though we're having pressures coming against us, that we're able to stand up. But notice, he said, put on, and now he says, take up. I hope you didn't close your Bibles. He says, put on. Now he says, take up. Take up is a continual action that, that, that there's an expectation here in the text. That once you get dressed in God's equipment, once you uh, have the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and the gospel shoes and, and the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation, once you have the belt of truth surrounding your life with the truth of God, once you have the breastplate of righteousness taking on the righteousness of Christ, giving your life to Christ that he might lead your life, once you have the gospel shoes walking in the good news of what God does and what God provides and how we benefit from the blessings of being in God's family, once you take up the shield of faith that we live by faith, because the only way we're going to succeed as children of God is for us to live by faith. Once you put on the helmet of salvation, girding your minds to know who you are and whose you are and who you belong to, that you're saved in Christ, and you take on the sword of the Spirit. Once you do what God has called you to do, you're able then to stage rest to fulfill the assignment. Take up, take up, it, it, it speaks to a, the, the continual usage of the equipment that God has provided. Mm. It's one thing to have it. It's a whole other thing to use it. Are you with me in this place? That uh, what comes as standard equipment for the believer is the armor of God. That when you come to God... God gives you equipment not just to survive, but to succeed. That when, I love the text, when you are in God, God surrounds you. When you are growing in him, he's all about you. I love it. That means God is guarding your front, your sides, and your back. That God has you. In order to maximize it, we have to fully give ourselves to God. Paul says, take up the whole armor, not parcel, that you may be able to withstand in the evil days. Take up that armor and wear it until you get comfortable with it. Uh, what is this armor? It's not a physical armor. No, it is start to live life in complete dependency upon God. You follow God's agenda. And God will give you insight that you didn't have as you continue to go through. God will give you a perspective you didn't have as you continue to make it through. You have to stay dressed for the assignment so you will be able to stand. Kind of reminds me of those three boys, you know, three young boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were confronted with a challenge from an evil force named King Nebuchadnezzar. And there Nebuchadnezzar tells them that they're supposed to worship an idol God, Daniel chapter 3. And there it is. They tell Nebuchadnezzar, now, now Nebuchadnezzar said, 
I hear that you are not bowing down to the idol that I set up, which means they are still standing. He says, I love their response. They said, oh, king, we're not careful in, to answer you in this matter because the God we serve is able. Oh, my goodness. I, I could park here, but I don't have time. That, that the God we serve is, is able, O king, to deliver us from your hands. But if he doesn't, let me give you Avery's version. We're going to keep on standing. I'm going to slide the scene for my younger crowd here. Uh, at what they were saying, I'm still standing. And so here it is. They're now escorted into a fiery furnace. And I love it because they stood for God. They stood on the principles of God. They stood with the armor of God of faith. And when they were thrown in the fire, guess who was standing in the fire with them? I'm trying to help you understand something. That Nebuchadnezzar said, wait, didn't we throw in three? But lo, I see four, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. I'm trying to help you understand, Mike. And he calls the three out, but the Son of God stays in. Mm. We teach Bible. Which means then when we stand for God and we find ourselves in fiery circumstances, we can have the assurance to know that God is with us even while we go through the fire. We have to put on the whole armor. We have to keep it on. Don't take it off on a Sunday afternoon. Don't, don't, don't remove what God has given you. Don't, don't, don't begin to walk out of step with the anointing that God has provided on your life. No, we cultivate dependency upon him. Ah, but and not only do we stay dressed up for the full assignment, not only do we continue to gird ourselves with all that God provides, we stay, we stay prayed up. Yeah, we, 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 stay, we stay prayed up for continual alignment. I hope you didn't close your Bibles. Look at what Paul says. Paul, Paul writes, he says, in all circumstances, verse 16, take on the shield of faith which which you are able to extinguish all the fiery darts of the evil one. This is our assignment, that we are to extinguish, we are to cancel out what Satan is trying to do against our lives and the lives of others. Look what he says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, that we live by the Word of God. Verse 18, praying at all times in the Spirit. Praying at all times, at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. That as we develop dependency upon God, we stay in continual contact with Him. Mm, that that we, we talk to God throughout the day. That we listen to God talking to us through his word, through messengers, that we are always attentive to the move of God. You know, back in the day, we used to, uh, I, I, did I ever tell you I grew up in the country? Did I tell you I grew up in the country? Yeah, I grew up in a little small town, Andy, uh, called Ville Platte. I said I was born in Houston, but I grew up in a little small town. Somebody said, Ville Platte, Google it. No, it's not even there. It's okay. Uh-uh. 
long time ago, Ville Platt, and, 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 the, and, and the, the church I grew up in, we used to sing that song, Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Uh, some of my older saints here remember what a main line is. Y'all remember what a main line is, a party line is? You remember uh, old, old school saints, a rotary phone. You, you, you remember what that is? Uh, some of y'all right now, you're like, wait, what is he talking about? I get it, I get it. If I was an old school preacher, I'd say that. If Jesus is on the main line, you can tell him what you want. You can pray to God. Uh, but, but since I'm, 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 a new, I'm, I'm trying to be a new school, I'm trying to hang with the young boys like, like, like Steve, and I, I, I realize, you know what? Jesus is not just on the main line. He's broadband. He, he's, he's all over the place. You just got to connect to him. And when you connect to him, he'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll help you Make it through. Mm, but you got to pray. You, 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 have to, you have to pray that when we get down on our knees and pray to God, God will give us strength to stand. Even when standing gets tough, he'll give us the ability to stand and withstand whatever comes toward us. But we have to pray. We have to, we have to pray. And in fact, some of you right now, aren't you praying? Some of you, aren't you praying for, for football season to come? Oh, I'm, the, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Uh, 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 uh. Any, any football fans up in here? Uh, yeah, I got a few. I got a few. I got a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, I, I learn a lot from football. You got to watch it because the Lord will speak to you through, through natural things. He'll speak to you supernaturally because everything is homiletical content. And so when I watch television, I'm really doing sermon preparation. And when, that's, that's what I tell my wife, Lisa, when, when she comes through. You know, she said, no, baby, I'm working. I'm working. She said, boy, you're watching the game. I said, no, 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 no. I'm really working. I'm, I'm, I'm really working. It's, it's homiletical content right here. That, that God is speaking to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, God can do that, and God does do that. He speaks through natural things in a supernatural way that we might know him better. And there I was. I, the Lord started speaking to me. I was watching the football game. And all of a sudden, I, I realized something. You know, the offensive coordinator is never on the field of battle. The offensive coordinator of a game, the one that, that designs the plays, are, is never on, Mike, you know this, on the field about. No, no, the offensive coordinator is above the field. Hmm, I want to get you somewhere. Uh, because if he was on the field of battle, then the only thing he would be able to see, Mike, is what plays he wants the players to make. But because he's above the field of battle, He's able to anticipate what the opponent is going to do. Come here, I'm trying to help you understand something. That when you connect to God in prayer, he lifts you up to the, 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 the offensive coordinator above the field perspective. So you're able not only to connect to God to know what he wants you to do, but God will give you the insight to know what the enemy is trying to do. Mm, this is why we need to pray. Oh, uh, oh, that didn't get you? I, I get it. Yeah, I know, I know. All of you are not, uh, I'm going to pray for your deliverance, but you're not football fans. It's okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to pray for your deliverance. May, 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 maybe this will help you out. Because in order to learn how to use spiritual equipment correctly, you have to have God to guide you as a coach so you know how to use what he's given you to use. You got to stay connected to him at all times uh, because prayer is vital for us to continue progress forward even when things are trying to push us back. 
prayer is important to keep us connected to God so we're not pulled away and distracted by other things. Prayer is important so that we don't, uh, we don't have friendly fire in the congregation judging people and not realizing that it's really spiritual forces that's using people to come against us. Prayer will help us know how to pray for others that they too might be delivered and stop judging and start loving. Uh, prayer, prayer, prayer. Uh, 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 it is so important because it keeps you in alignment. You know, I, I love technology and I, I, love, I love the latest in automobiles, John. I, I, I do. And these automobiles that's coming out now, uh, they, they, just, they, they, they just speak to me. May do. I was telling my wife the other day, I need to upgrade because I think it's the Lord's will for me to to stay in alignment. You know, they have this, this feature called, called lane assist, which, which, which is able to keep a vehicle from drifting to the left or the right. It has a system that, that allows you to have automatic stop. There's a system that, that has blind spot detection that, that, that even if you don't see the person on your right or on your left, the car will see it for you. You're not with me just yet here. Uh, to help prevent you from colliding into other. You really want me to have this. You, you really, you, you really want to join me in prayer to have this. Come here, I'm just trying to help you understand something. That when we are in prayer and we are, we are obedient to God operating in the provisions of God, it's better than blind spot detection because God has you covered wholeheartedly that even though you don't see the enemy always coming, when you are in God, God sees the enemy coming. And when you are in him, growing in him, then God will prevent the enemy from doing what the enemy wants to do to you. And if God allows it to come to you, you can have faith to know that God will see you through it. Yeah, we got to stay prayed up. So, um, I told you one, one point sermon that, that we have to develop. A healthy dependency upon God. But let me give you some, some daily disciplines to accomplish that. Because Satan and demonic forces wants to rob you of your joy wants to strip your calling away, wants to have you in a place of discouragement and, and depression, but God wants you delivered so that you might be able to stand. So let me give you some, 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 daily, some, some daily disciplines. Uh, stand. Let's, let's, let's see how educated we are in this congregation. Stand is spelled S. Stand, stand. Stand is spelled how? S-T-A-N-D. Here's your daily discipline. Uh, you, you, you began to, to first search the Scriptures. Hmm. Search the Scriptures for counterattacks. Let me, let, me, let me see how I can press this claim for you. Because all of us, at one time in our lives, were attacked by evil forces that we were, we were drifted into sinful practices, that when Satan targeted us, he lured us based on the, 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 the wickedness that's within us to do what God has not called us to do. 
And you, when you identify those areas that are prone to attack, when, if anger is what Satan uses to pull you away from where God would have you aligned, if, 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 if bitterness is what he uses to pull you away from where God would have you, take a page from the Savior and search the Scriptures for counterattacks from those areas that you are prone to sin in. Jesus was in the garden being tempted of the devil. Satan came after 40 days and 40 nights, and when he tempted him to turn stones into bread, Jesus leveraged the word and said, man shall not live by bread alone, by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I'm challenging you, brothers, to evaluate your life and search the scriptures. And when you identify those scriptures that can be counterattacks against the attacks of the enemy, that you write those out and, and put them all around you in preparation. Not only that, yeah, you, you, you search the scriptures as you, you, you talk to God and trusted friends. That if we're, if we're gonna truly are going to be able to stand strong against satanic attack, we need some accountability partners. We need some people that we can be real with, transparent with that we can confess our sins one to another so that we can stand with one another, that we can continue to grow in God. Oh, and anticipate that there's going to be another attack. S, talk to friends, family. A, anticipate there's going to be another attack. Uh, But in note God's power that God has been able to take you up and bring you out and deliver you from the worst of all sinfulness, and God is still able to keep you. The same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the grave is the same power that's able to keep you while you live here for Christ. So you know his power. And finally, brothers and sisters, you defend yourself. You defend yourself with the truth of the gospel truth of the gospel is Jesus loved us enough to die for us. Truth of the gospel is our Savior lives now forevermore as the reigning king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, that we ourselves defend ourselves with the gospel. For when you know that Christ is the conqueror, then you know that in him you are more than conquerors. And you don't allow anything to diminish what God has already called you to. You are an overcomer, so be an overcomer. You are not just a survivor, you're a child of God. And when you're a child of God, there is nothing God can't see you through. But you need to grow in your dependency upon him. It begins with saying yes. Understanding that apart from God, we are in trouble. We will not be able to survive the attack of the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy your very life. But Christ responded back. Christ said, but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. God wants you to flourish. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to be able to stand and continue forward. To do so, you need a Savior. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that the truth of God's word is both encouraging and uplifting to you. 
If you'd like more information about our church, service times, or locations, or if you have a question about what you heard today and you want to connect with someone, I want to encourage you to visit us on our website at championforest.org. Have a great day, and God bless.